It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. This is the Savvy Realtor, and uh, this is a segment we call did you see this? And uh, this was something that I don't even know how I stumbled across this, Angie. This is just a uh, like a you know a listing you would find on you know a Zillow or in this case I think it was a Realtor.com listing. Um, but I saw somebody feature this probably on social media or something like that. But it's a unique house that's for sale up in New York uh, somewhere in in New I think it's upstate New York maybe. But it's on a lake, so it's a lakefront house. But it's shaped like a lighthouse. So it's got like almost like the innkeeper's house down below. And then in the middle, it's got this huge spiral staircase that goes up, uh, you know, basically the shape of a lighthouse, you know, pretty high up into the air and then overlooks the lake from up there. And it's got a little observatory up at the top of the lake. I don't know. It seemed like a pretty cool, pretty cool little place. It, it looks super cool. And I, I, of course, I didn't see it until you brought it to my attention. But it is the neatest little home. I mean, it's definitely unique, right? But yeah, it looks like a, it was. I wonder if it was like a little lighthouse overlooking the lake. It is the prettiest views. There's a deck going out back. And I love the windows of it as well. They kind of, um, I don't even know what you would call them. They did what like a, a mural too on the inside yeah. walls of the view that's up top. Down low, they did a mural of the upper view. It's kind it of is, I mean, it's just one of the most unique homes out there. We should give people the address. They can, Oh, here it is. 6518 East Shore Road in Watson, W-A-T-S-O-N, New York. It is yep. a super cool home. They also call it the uh, Rapunzel Tower. I thought it looked more like a lighthouse, but then some people said it was a Rapunzel Tower. And uh, so I, if you Google Rapunzel Tower in New York, it, it'll probably come <laughs> it'll up. pop right up. Yeah. It's, it, it's a cute, cute home. It's only two fifty nine, which for a lakefront home seems pretty affordable. Um, and in New York. And in New York I would of all think places. It would be- yeah, you know, I mean, it's it small. is smaller. It's only, yeah. A, yeah, a thousand square feet, but still an acre lot in New York. For a I vacation mean, you would think home. the land alone would cost that much, right? Right, right, exactly. So, I don't know. Huh. It seems pretty cool. I don't know anything about the area, obviously, but it, it got sure. me thinking, though. Have you run across all the homes that you've listed and huh. then all the buyers you've helped over the years? Have you come across any unique homes that had, I don't know, just something a little different about it, kind of like this think. one with a lighthouse theme? Yeah, I, I feel like I, I know I have. I have seen murals before, 100%. And I've even, unfortunately, I've been on listing appointments where there was, you know, these murals maybe in like a kid's bedroom. And, oh, it's the worst thing when we tell them we probably should paint over it. You know, <laughs> I mean, they're just heartbroken. I, I've had that happen, unfortunately. I'm trying to think. I, I've seen now some really just cool, you know, maxed out basements. Okay. I mean, where they are, I, I'm like, ooh, I wish this was my home. You know, the full kitchen. I mean, it is is just a cool stellar basement so i have seen that now i haven't seen anything just really out of the ordinary or different that i could share with you guys i know that's boring no but i think that for our area that sounds like it fits though with you know people love their basements i think especially Uh, in the triangle and so yeah some some like over the top basements this reminds me though um there's a show on hgtv and it's something about like cool houses 
And I've watched many of the episodes, and it's homes like this that they, you know, find. And, you know, maybe, I mean, one was taken all over by, it was like, I think it was a Chicago Bears fan. And, I mean, they had a decked out basement where <laughs> it was, I mean, crazy, insane amount of money into their basement, but all Chicago Bears stuff, right? Right, right. Um, They had another one that was themed like medieval times, just really different, unique, you know, homes. So yep. it's cool. Yep, pretty neat. Well, just thought you'd enjoy hearing about that. Again, if you want to check out this home, just Google something like uh, Rapunzel. Rapunzel Tower, New York, and this home, I think, will likely pop up because it was making the rounds on social media recently. So it's a cool one to go look at. And I don't know, I would definitely go spend a weekend at that house. And, you know, if that was my vacation home or something like that and uh, be on the lake and, you know, put your little, there's a nice dock at the bottom, put your, your kayaks out there and go paddle around a little bit. Kind of, mm-hmm. a, kind of a cool thing. Uh, yeah. Much more coming up on today's show. This is the Savvy Realtor, and uh, we've got lots to get to, so we won't delay. Back to the real estate talk coming up next. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Joey says, we've looked at a few homes that have some minor issues, like carpet stains, warped hardwoods, and ugly countertops. We're okay with doing a little fixing up, but how much is too much? Is there a fine line between fixer-upper and cash pit? Sure, Joey. You know, first of all, I think it's it all depends on you, right? It depends on because every buyer is a little bit different as far as how savvy they are, as far as, you know, putting in the sweat equity and being able to do some improvements and changes to their home. I know, Walter, you and I were just chatting about the, <laughs> you know, nice changes you're doing to your home, right? Yeah. Where it, that was up to me, no way. Um, <laughs> so it depends on, depends on the owner, okay? But, you know, to me, if it's just more of cosmetic, you know, like, all right, switching out the, you know, floors, the countertops, maybe a fresh coat of paint, that to me is not a lot of items to do. And oftentimes in today's market, you have to be a little bit more open to doing some of those changes. The big thing to me, though, when you mentioned the fine line between a fixer-upper and a cash pit, you know, make sure that you are buying the home at the value of its true condition. Hmm. So if there's a lot of, you know, improvements the home needs because it's really just worn, make sure you're paying the worn price not the updated price. So to me, it's not a cash pit as long as you're paying fair market value for the home in its current state. That's a really good point. And realize also, Joey, that some things that might be out of your skill set now, this is speaking from experience, can yeah. quickly become your part of your skill set. It just takes, you just got to get in there and do it. And I've really enjoyed sure. that. But, you know, do look out for the things that make you go, oh, I don't really feel like doing that. I, I have definitely found joy in painting and fixing things up and learning how to, you know, taking the doors off the hinges and swapping in new hinges and, you know, just doing some of these things, a little bit of light plumbing work even and stuff new vanities, just all sorts of, you know, things like that, that, you know, maybe a couple years ago weren't in my skill level, but now they are. Now I may have drilled into a water pipe or two during the process. <laughs> that was in the back of my mind. I wasn't going to throw you under the bus, but you did it on your own. May have done that in the process. Growing pains. You know, you're, you're learning. Hey, I'm not afraid of failure. It's how you, gr- it's how you grow, Angie. So right. I think exactly. it's totally And okay. remember too, Joey, you can always hire a professional too, you know, if you don't want to do it on your own, but right. Right. you know, uh, yeah, a lot of homes this day and age, I mean, I feel like you might need to put in a little bit of work to make them, you know, how you want them, right? But so don't you know, let if, that scare you away. If we had kids, though, Angie, I don't. I, we probably wouldn't have ended up with this home because of sure. all the work it needed. I don't know 
some of these projects, I just don't know how I would do them without, you'd have to rope off half the house uh, for safety reasons if you had little kids running around. It would just make things a, a little bit more stressful. When you have, you know, if it's one room that needs to be done, then that's a different story. But if you got kind of a whole house you're going to kind of redo, well, then you got to take all those different little nuances into account. So, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. a personal, personal thing to think about. But I wouldn't say don't be scared of something that needs a little bit of elbow grease as long as you're okay with the cost that will go into it and the time and energy. But just go in with eyes wide open is the. Yeah, because, I mean, most of the time you're not going to find a home that is 100 percent perfect. There's always something you will want to change. It's just. How many of those things are you willing to change, right? I will say, Joey, to overestimate the amount of effort it is going to take to do the repairs, (laughs) though. Don't make the trap of, well, okay, well, it's just fresh paint that it needs. Really think about it. Always overestimate a little bit because that's kind of, we've run into that a few times. Okay, so it just needs fresh paint in here. Well, but it has textured walls or wallpaper, and so it's not just a new coat of paint. It's some sanding and stripping off of old surface texture ends up being a lot harder, you know, to just do it than in reality. And then, you know, then you start noticing other things that you didn't pick up on the initial walkthrough, like, okay, well, the ceilings are freshly painted, but for some reason they didn't cut in the paint. And so now it's very noticeable and it'll, it'll bother you. And so then you'll want to go fix that too. So Right, right. Yeah. There's always going to be a few extra little things that come along with it. So just keep that in mind too. Overestimate the energy that it'll take. And then uh, you'll, you won't be caught by surprise when the time comes. But love questions like that because I was definitely in that camp of never wanting to be in the fixer-upper category to all of a sudden loving being in that category. Now you're just, you're, you're a master it. at it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. go that far, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're learning. We're learning as we go. <laughs> New business on its way? Oh, uh, I don't know about that. If it was someone Walter's else's home repairs? Yeah, if it was someone else's house, I wouldn't care as much. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's fun when it's your house, but true, not, true. not having the payoff of enjoying it at the end of the day, I think would take some of the fun out of it. At least right, right. For, for me, for me. Yeah. Good question, Joey. Thanks for submitting that one to us. Again, if you've got any questions like this for Angie, you can talk to her directly about it. Call or text 919-538-6477. That's 919-538-6477. Or look Angie up online or social media as well. Angie Cole acolerealty.com, the place to go. All right, Darcy's got another question for us, and then we'll get to some more later on in today's show. Darcy's in Chapel Hill. Says, what are some of the the outside-the-box ways that you help people sell their homes? Number one thing you're listening right now to the radio show is we have the opportunity and availability to market your home on the radio. You know, we are the only agent here in the Triangle that I'm aware of that has a radio show where we can then talk all about your home, where we do like our featured listing of the week. So, you know, getting the extra exposure and really just getting your home out there to the audience, I mean, is huge. You know, other things that we do, we always have a professional stager that comes through. Um, You know, if the home's vacant, we can do what's called light staging and do a little sprinkle in your home. You know, but professional staging is really huge to make your home show you know, the very, very best when buyers are walking through. We have a professional photographer. We also do floor plan drawings. Another really cool thing that we do um, to really outside of the box ways of selling your home is our social media advertising that we do, which is just huge because that's where really the the whole, you know, buying realm has really gone to is online presence. So, you know, we use social media. I have, first of all, I actually have someone who I pay to do a lot of our postings to make sure that it's top notch and they really know how to, you know, feed to the public. So we get 
get most responses. Um, but we do a lot of like targeted ads, which is really huge. So we can pinpoint people showing buying signals in your specific area and make your home pop up on their newsfeed. So there's a lot of just really cool ideas and you know features that we do in regards to thinking outside of the box in order to help you get your home sold. Let's see what you have for Grant here. Grant is in Garner and says, we're trying to set our home buying budget. We don't want to end up house poor. Is there a good guideline we should follow when it comes to buying a home but not buying too much home? Sure, Grant. You know, what I would suggest is most of the time, you know, people are getting financing. So if the route you're taking is getting financing, your lender's going to, you know, do a pre-qual, pre-approval and tell you what the max is you can search. But you know what? Don't go off of that number because that might not be a number you're comfortable with. So instead, what I would do is let's kind of flip it around and you need to decide, you know, what kind of monthly mortgage payment would you be comfortable with? So maybe you're leasing right now, whatever your lease payment is. Are are you comfortable with that payment? Do you need to spend less? Are you open to paying more? Then from there, you will know what budget you would feel comfortable for your mortgage payment. Well, then take that number back to the mortgage lender and say, okay, I want my budget to be at $1,200 a month for my mortgage payment. Where does that put me in line as far as a purchase price? And then go off of that because it's most important to make sure, like you mentioned, that you're not house poor. You know, you're enjoying your home, but you also have some, you know, money set back for whenever repairs are needed or to buy furniture or just be able to do whatever you like to do in regards to traveling and just, you know, taking, you know, having fun on the weekend. So you figure out what your mortgage payment should be. And then take that number to your lender and ask them then what purchase price you search within. That's a really good question, though, Grant. And a lot of people certainly have questions about home affordability and things like that. And a great place to start for most folks, Angie, ends up being, um, I, I think, our, our mortgage app. A lot of folks find that useful uh, that yeah. you and Ned Ligon put together and uh, helps people yeah. kind of find out about that big question of home affordability. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Ned Ligon with Movement Mortgage, who is one of our preferred lenders, he's been one of our preferred lenders since we opened up shop with Acol Realty. So he is amazing at what he does. All of our clients are super happy and satisfied with his services. So if you are thinking about buying a home and you want to start that process and that discussion of getting pre-qualified and figuring out where you should search, you know, what price point, so you're not house poor and you feel comfortable with the home that you're buying, you can download Ned's mortgage app. And so to get his mortgage app and to get that app on your phone, just text the word lending, that is L-E-N-D-I-N-G, so lending, to the phone number 555-888. So once again, to download the mortgage app to your smartphone, just text the word lending to the phone number 555 Very easy to tap into that great resource, Grant. And if you have any questions about mortgages, you can find out about the latest mortgage news, current rates, all sorts of great information, again, on that app. To get it on your phone, all you have to do is text the word LENDING to 555-888. One more question on the mailbag, Angie. It comes to us from Darlene in Fuqua Arena. Darlene says, we have a huge empty basement. We're not sure what to do with it. Oh, Angie's probably got some ideas here. Uh, <laughs> Darlene says, we'll probably sell the house in a year or two. Should we leave it empty, put in a bar, a living space? What's the best choice? Sure. Um, you know, Darlene, it all depends on your surrounding homes in your neighborhood. I always get a little bit concerned whenever someone has an unfinished basement or maybe an unfinished third floor and they're thinking of finishing it off because it might make you now be the largest home in your neighborhood. 
And what typically happens is the largest home and then therefore the most expensive home in a neighborhood, you don't typically get the full value back out of it. So we need to be a little bit cautious on how much of that, you know, how much money are we putting into finishing off unfinished space if it's going to set us kind of outside of the norm for the neighborhood. You know, but if you're thinking about selling in a year or two, and if we do advise you, you know what? Finishing off that space wouldn't push you outside of the neighborhood. You're still in line with other homes as far as their square footage. I would more turn it into probably living space, meaning, you know, maybe a bonus room area down there. And then an additional bedroom would be great. You know, I wouldn't put too much money into a full kitchen or bar. Maybe a little small, you know, bar area could be a cute idea. But oftentimes, you know, owners will put a full kitchen into their basement And it's just not needed by the next owner. So you want to make sure that we're appealing to every buyer and we're not limiting our buyer pool because we're just doing features that, you know, I know personally I wouldn't need a second kitchen in my home, right? Because it's more of like an in-law suite. So let's be minimalistic on putting, you know, money into something like that. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. 